RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. Welcome back to Consultivation, the latest episode. And we are talking today about an old friend of ROC. And that friend of ROC is the word mind hyphen set. Eric is back with us from Swift Business Strategies. And we've got the extraordinary Kevin with his aura all the way from Los Angeles. So Kevin, Kevin and Eric, in no particular order, why is the word mindset? Why does he think it needs a hyphen in the middle? Huh, I never really thought about the hyphen, but I guess, you know, it's all about making sure that you take your mind and you set it in the right focus, right course of where you want to head, where you want to go, what kind of impact you want to have. So that's why I think you try to maybe keep them separate. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, I think the hyphen is a great pause. It's a, it's a reflective point. So mind and, and the set is the call for action. And the mind is the, the, uh, the word mind is a reminder that you have to prepare yourself. It's a bit like it's a bit like rugby in a scrum, isn't it? Where they set themselves. Um, uh, I know you're going to re reference the old blacks a little bit later, Dave. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's you, you crouch and then you set. Same sort of thing. Totally. Um, and, I, and I think, let's go back to the mindset, Kevin. I just thought I'd bring up the, the scrummaging instruction we've probably all heard. Or if you haven't heard of that today, you just heard about it. And so before two packs of forwards in the game of rugby do the whole thing about going down to contest this pushing, when you actually start to describe it, doesn't it sound ridiculous? They get go down to contest the pushing. <laughs> anyway, um, not mocking any prop forwards who are three times the size of me, because of course it's the most professional sport in the world, uh, just getting the mindset right and correcting Kevin live. Um, it is, it's that setting process. I think though, what we often don't realise is that great sporting occasions do give us clues. Um, I was talking to Kurt Rickoff, who's not with us today, earlier early this afternoon, UK time, about what happens to a sporting person stepping up to the crease, if that's what you call it in baseball, and the pitcher is about to throw the ball at you, other than, you know, Kevin, I know what I would do, I'd just shout, run. Right, because <laughs> I've seen how fast they throw them, right, Eric? Um, yeah. What's the difference between somebody who knows how to hit it every time and those that just don't? What is the mindset difference? So what do you guys think? What do you think it is? Well, I know, first of all, with a lot of athletes, they have the ability to kind of slow that ball down. You'll hear them talk about that when they're in a zone that ball is not coming 100 miles an hour to them. They see it in a different speed. And I think it's because of their mindset. They are so focused. 
You know, you'll hear them talk about how the stands could be filled with 50,000 people, and they don't really hear that because they're so focused. The, the other sport that I think about where mindset comes into is golf. There's got to be so much focus there, and you hear people talk about the professional golfers about having their mindset focused on the hole, and they visualize their actual where they're going to hit the ball and how, and the flight of the ball. That that is so important to their success. I, I, I think I think that's I think that's right. Um, I, I I heard a story a couple of months ago, Dave. I don't know if you've heard about this, but in the in the Rugby World Cup, which South Africa against England. Um, uh, one of the apocryphal stories was that one of the South Africans heard a comment by one of the England forwards, which made them it made them indicate that they were going to play quite a conservative game. And the uh, the person who overheard the remark kind of said, "Oh, I think we're on a winner here today." And then they right royally stuffed England, mainly through the scrum set piece. And so, you know, there's a, there's a, there was a mindset not happening, or they got the wrong mindset in order to gain the victory to the England team. Well, that's why I know in sports, they always talk about that trash talking. That's the whole purpose of that, to get people, you know, unfocused, to change yeah. their mindset, to maybe get them angry, as opposed to really where their mindset should be is on, you know, the, the job at task at hand, you know, really being focused on getting points scored. Yeah, I think, and I think your your, your golf reference um, is, is a great one because yeah. all the great players are in the moment. You know, they're, they're not thinking about the bogey putt they've just done. They're just in the moment, in the present. And actually, yeah. I, I understand they talk a lot of rubbish with the, with the caddies just to keep the mind off things. Um, yeah. You know, they're, not, they're not talking about two holes ahead, you know, where, where these are crazy dog leg right which is difficult to drive to they're just in the moment yeah so let's let's look at a different way of seeing the mindset for a minute what do you think of vociferous great word vociferous mindset is does anybody happen to know what vociferous means well it's a kind of um uh it's a kind of fierce something like fierce right yeah, I mean, it's, it's normally described as somebody who is highly opinionated, high energy, determined. But notice I'm linking it, probably incorrectly, but I'm linking it to mindset. Why would we put those two things together? Hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, I think the, the, the vociferous mindset kind of talks to me about a winning mentality. Yeah, yeah. Being vociferous about it, you're being, you know, you're overly opinionated about you're going to do something or you're going to do something well or you're going to win, you're going to overcome the odds. You know, you're you're being very dogmatic about it. Again, probably not a not, not a not not the right word to, that normally fits, but in this context, it does. Um, so, so you're, you're driven to success. And there's a specific about this particular phrase i've just i've just edited it the arrow in this is pointing at you so you're not being vociferous with other people you're not being vociferous about how someone's doing or your views about a business we're talking about being vociferous with your mindset inside out i think it's a fabulous place 
to be vociferous, forceful, energetic, and characterized by determination inside here. If you think about all the times people might accidentally moan or moan building rapport and possibly moan about the same things, right? It's a vociferous activity depending on who's ringleading that type of conversation. So what we're saying is, what would happen to your mindset if you were vociferous on the inside about your own personal mindset disciplines? What would happen? I mean, what could happen? I think if, if you're confident and you have that conversation in your mind, I think it's going to result in the results you want to get. I, I think you, the mind is more powerful than most people realize, and we use such a small part of it. And if you have that vociferous mindset, that I think it will materialize into you having success. I totally agree. And I think what we learn from some of the great sporting teams and great leaders is they'll ask the next question vociferously. So I was sharing today um, a little story um, about what happened the time I got rescued from the, the lake and the difference between taking eight times to overcome a panic attack in the middle of a lake versus I could have only taken one. And the only difference between me having eight goes and failing, succeeding on the eighth one, and the person who said you could have done this one time round, was I was asking a question that said, how do I overcome this? And the other person said, Richard Frost said to me, how do you correct this? Two very similar questions. And of course, we all know Firestarter, going back round anti-clockwise against where the incident happened would have distorted it back in a, in a much more logical way for my brain to respond versus attempting to just sheer doggedness overcome something terrible that happened. Quite remarkable when you see it like that, isn't it? So in business, you might be asking a question with your mindset. You might be asking a question. What I'm asking today is, are you asking the best version of that question is there a bigger more impactful question you could ask that would take you much further as a, as a result of considering it and again the arrow is still pointing not out there it's pointing in here isn't it yeah so you're talking about a kind of deliberateness then yeah not necessarily well kind of accepting that the first question may not be the right question or the best question. But yeah. I'm, interested, I'm interested in your story about you drowning in a lake, having a, an academic discussion about mindset. T yeah, totally. <laughs> well, Kevin, at the time, I was having a full-on panic attack. And um, it's your brain is capable of so many things, right? And at the time this happened, I... I, I, I became aware that I was looking down at myself, right? Like this. And I was watching the chaos unfolding, realizing I had no control. And this other part of my brain that was clearly making sure I was surviving by letting me see the situation from a third view. Um, all of the knowledge I had, which was like this much, wasn't enough to correct what was going on. So eventually, I get taken out and I, the, the ride of shame 
back to the sailing dock where you climb out and you hope, you assume everybody's watching. And in fact, nobody is because they're all swimming, right? Focusing on successfully swimming around a circuit of a thousand meters. And, um, but having that whole conversation about what's going on here and then attempting to do the same thing eight times the hard way, which is using mindset techniques in the middle of something was really difficult. When in fact, if all I did was swim around in reverse, I could have just corrected it. And that's that just tiny difference I wish I'd thought about. Well, you know, you know how people talk about when they're in a dangerous situation like that, that everything slows down. You know, I think that's the mind telling you, focus, there's a solution here. But that's why it slows down so that you can get out of that situation or at least prepare for it. You know, whether it's a car accident, I've been in a car accident, it's like it happens in slow motion and you're able to then do things, react to it. That's, I think, the, the, the mindset that helps you get through those kinds of situations. I think that's absolutely right. Um, I, remember being, I remember being not in a car accident, but I'm driving along on a country road behind a lorry and it's been a frosty morning and um, probably 15 feet in front of me, a car comes the other way on its side, um, doing about 50 miles an hour and everything went in slow motion and I said to myself, I need to speed up, speed up, put the brake on, making sure I don't hit the lorry in front of me and yep. if I do that, I think this car on its side is going to miss me. And I did that, and it missed me. And things went just in slow-mo, because this was probably like a second and a half. I was making all those conscious decisions for survival, I guess. And it was, a, it was an elderly couple who had hit uh, some black ice and just flipped mm. and just kept on going straight on its side. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm sorry, but I have to check that sign off because I have another meeting I had to go to. but. This is great conversation, and uh, I think it's really important because, especially for leaders in organizations, you know, when you go into the office every day or you're into a tough situation, I think, you know, I usually try to set my mind in a certain way so that I'm prepared for, for that situation. And I think it's really important to understand mindset and how you can use it effectively as a leader. So I'll sign off, guys. Great seeing you, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, Eric. Good to see you. All right. Bye-bye. The, the next piece I want to explore, Kevin, is this, is this the difference between believing and knowing. So if you think about the process within a mindset, which is we both talk about fuel gauges together, don't we, about your emotional, spiritual, and physical fuel gauge. And we also talk about the belief ladder of beliefs. You know, what beliefs do you have? What attitude does it create? Is the behavior positive? What results are you getting? classic cycle of beliefs within the world of coaching. Um, yet, true enlightenment around your mindset comes from knowing. Even if you have no idea why you know, what do you think the difference is of a state of knowing versus a state of believing? I, 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 yeah, I, I've, come, I've come across this many times in my life that I just know that it's, it's the right thing to do, or this is the direction we should be traveling. Um, and uh, and it's, it's hard to put your finger on it. 
Um, but I think it's about your self-belief. Um, I think it's about the way that you process information, um, uh, you know, the, the facts uh, and, and the like. And then you come up with a decision, which is that you just know. Um, and it is the mind, I mean, the mind's a, an, an amazing um, machine or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, but, the, and you've heard people say this many times, but the older you get, the more you trust your feelings, the more you trust that subconscious voice. One of my first, as you know, Dave, one of my first rules of, of, um, of, of HR is, if in doubt, chuck them out. You know, if you're not happy about an interview that you're not quite sure the way it's going, don't bother. You know, just just draw a line and move on, um, and, uh, and 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 that's that's in that knowing category. I just know that this isn't going to work. So why am I doing this? Yeah, no matter how tempting it is to fill a spot, fill a vacancy, fill a production berth, it's it's to wait and get the right person. Yeah, hire slow, sack quick. It's, it's true though, isn't it? Even Jim Collins promotes that ideology. Um, so you don't end up with a page 56, which in summary is making all kinds of changes to systems, processes, even roles to accommodate somebody that ultimately doesn't quite fit what you're doing. Yeah, I, 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 always, I always say to my clients, you know, when they're hiring, um, who have you talked to about it? You know, go to see your boss or, or you know, one of, your, one of your, um, your colleagues and just say, I like this person because... Uh, and get them to interrogate why you came to that decision. Uh, yeah, because those are those are important decisions, and taking them on your own, you know, particularly if you if you don't know, you know, um, often often I know this is the right one, great fit for me, for the firm, for whatever it might be. But sometimes you, you don't know, and you're taking a bit of a gamble. Um, so use somebody else's knowing to help you with that decision. It's a great idea. And I'd like to talk as well for a few minutes about building a sense of knowing comes through silence, not action. That was quite clear, wasn't it? I'm being knowledgeably silent at this stage. Thanks, Kevin. Very wise, very astute. So busyness leads to all kinds of things, doesn't it? And the busier we are, the more important your mindset is going to become because you stop prioritizing, taking resources in to give resources out. So it's, it's practicing the art of silence, finding a space to do nothing and just imagine. I mean, people are probably gonna think we're, we're nuts saying at your busiest time, find 10 minutes to do nothing and imagine. But actually it's, mo it's the most valuable thing you can give your mind. You know, I was talking to one of my clients um, last Friday, um, and he's never told me this before, um, but I was asking him, I was following up on our last um, uh, podcast conversation about inspiration, and I was asking him who was his inspiration. Now, this is a, this is a very successful surgeon, double certified, um, uh, top of his game, um, but he's got, he's got me as, a, as an executive coach to help him with business decisions. And he was telling me that um, he was, he's gone down a path of doing this because his inspirational mentor, which was a senior doctor who kind of took him under his wing, had a coach. 
and, uh, and, and the mentor said it was the best thing he ever did. And then he also restructured his life in order that, that he had days of, um, of, of surgery, days of client consultation, and then days for admin and silence. And Friday was his admin and silence day. And that's what my client has done. He's reorganized his life to fit that profile because he's seen it work and he knows it works for him. And having that silence, that moment of introspection and reflection, he says, his words, best thing I ever did. And, and you know what, Kevin? It's a really great example of somebody understanding what their version of tomorrow looks like, understanding the mindset patterns needed to bring about the future that you want, and also understand how to actually do them. Unless you're James Bond, because tomorrow never comes, or tomorrow's another day, or something like that. that, that That's right, it also never dies. So, um, so, so do you get ready or don't you? Who knows? But uh, Kevin, you, you raise such a great point. It is about finding your own balance and finding your own solutions to some of these absolutely massive questions. But what we are debating in Consultivation today is not do you need a mindset, is what type of mindset do you need in your business and in your life right now? And if it's if you would consider, as we talk to you today, about this state of knowing, you know, the challenge with knowing, it doesn't have a plan, right? And that's what puts probably most people off. There's no plan for knowing. You can have a framework plan, you can have a 24 month track that you intend to do, but the end of that track should be a state of knowing. The beginning of that track should be a state of knowing. So you're, you're, you can see both sides of it and go, yeah, I know that's going to happen. And just some of the language it creates, I know that's going to happen, as opposed to, I believe this will happen. It's very different, isn't it? It, it, it is, and, uh, and, uh, and I think a kind of follow-up point for that, Dave, is that I think you can you can coach knowing. Um, you know, a client of mine came to me um, in, a, in a very, if you like, misdirected, disturbed almost mindset. You know, he wasn't happy in his job. He wanted to do something else. He was worried that if he put his res resume out there, he'd be confronted by having to make other decisions, which he was purposely walking away from. Um, and I spent some time with him, and um, we got his resume out there. He picked up a job straight away um, because he's a you know he's an engineer. He's got a PhD. He's a uh, he's a very bright guy. Um, but I got him into a place of knowing that this was the right decision, this was the right company, this was the right job, um, and, uh, and, and he has kind of ploughed forward over the last year um, into knowing he's doing the right thing, he's doing good, he's, um, he's making a contribution, he's just been promoted, um, and, uh, and that's because he, he wasn't in the know. But I coached them to about all of this kind of mindset and knowing that this was the right thing to do. And I, and I think at the same time, you know, I, I, I complimented him on how good he was and he needed to hear some of that soft stuff. Um, but uh, clearly I wasn't trying to, um, uh, I was doing nothing other than reinforcing the talent that he had. 
It's a, it's a great example. And, and I, I want to put out a comment that you pulled out of the FT this week, which is um, if you're a business owner or a leader in an organization, you should most likely be working with a coach today more so than ever before, given the challenges people are overcoming because of the pandemic, because of COVID, because of legislation changes, confusion, depending where you are in the world in terms of taxes, business order, organizational structure. This is the time to work with a coach. This is a time to have a voice or mentor you can lean on and utilize, draw information from insights, express, or just, Kevin, as you said earlier, have somewhere to go to that is a third space that's not in the middle of your theater where everything is at stake. That's right. And, you know, no axe to grind um, on your side. Um, you know, that, that sort of sounding board is, is invaluable. And, and I know many leaders in uh, business today are going to make missteps coming out of the, coming out of the COVID recession. Um, uh, they're going to get it wrong and it's mainly because they haven't talked, talked it through and talked the options through um, and getting that, that third party fair and balanced point of view which I think is one of the biggest things that a coach brings. Yeah, totally. And it's and it's seeing it from a different perspective, isn't it? And and ideally using a lot of intuition, a lot of skill, a lot of experience. And, you know, we live at a time, I think, where people are rightfully, in most cases, impatient. And actually, if you are an impatient person, instead of being impatient with your people, why not be impatient with your knowledge acquisition and be forceful with your internal map and mindset and use a coach to be more effective at working it all out. Because that's how you speed things up, isn't it? By having a support a process, a mechanic to be able to do exactly that. So, Kevin, I think we, we all know mindset's important. I think I'd like to put a softer side on it. And that is, leaders and colleagues um, around the world, as COVID starts to become controllable in 2021, how can you use this year to become clearer about the difference you can make with your people in ways that you might not have done before? Because there's two words from the All Blacks I really like, and they ritualize and actualize. So the formulas that they discover that work for them, they ritualize them so that they can actualize them. Right. I was watching a clip the other day of Dan Carter, uh, possibly the best rugby player that's most successful that's ever taken the field, particularly in the number 10 position. And he does this pass in a full speed attack. There's no way the pass is on. And somehow he distributes this pass into the winger's hands, who goes on to score. And in American football, it's the pass that you think in no one could see and the person chases it and catches it. And you're going, how did they do that? But he did this thing. And I remember thinking, how would you know how to do that? Well, the answer is they were immersed in finding the gap. Everything they did was about doing the things that no one would expect and intensity. That's ritualized, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, 
that's a that's a that's a great example uh, actually Dave. Um, and I, I think sport is a great um, there, there are so many good examples of how mindset can make you a winner um, I, I'm struck for example by team team games where you know and you often see this in European soccer that um, the manager builds up a kind of siege mentality um, you know that we, and, and his team is against everyone else um, but his team are bonding and making that next level um, for the you know the the, the execution um, and uh, you know Mourinho does it um, uh, Ferguson did it at Manchester United um, so he made or, or they take they take all the flack from the press and, and the like and protect the players which builds up bonding, which builds up a successful mindset of winning. And it just, it literally just happened on Sunday. So Manchester United played Manchester City, their rivals, and um, City played the best football all season. Odds on to win the match. Somehow their rivals turn up and say, no, no, you're not. And you can't explain it. Uh, other than what you just said, something in that club, something in that team on that day said, your winning run is coming to an end. And I don't think Pep Guardiola, the manager of City, could do anything about it. No, um, I think that going back to the to the All Blacks again, you know, great winning mentality. But when they got beaten by England in, in, the, in the last World Cup semi-final, you know, they, the England were, were going to win from the first minute. Um, totally. Even though they were playing the best side in the world, they just there was something about them that they were all in the know. You know, we can do this. They had that self-belief, um, which is just reinforcing the mindset, the positive mindset. Astonishing. And as, and as we all know, Kevin, they unfortunately left that mindset in the semi-final when they left the stadium. Um, because I, I, I know about you, but I thought they were going to walk the World Cup after that. Because um, they played such a high intensity England that day, particularly. You're thinking, this is it, they've won the World Cup. But no. But, but I think the issue, Dave, was that the England team thought like you. That after the semi-final, they have won the World Cup. Instead of thinking that the next game is the, going to be the hardest game we've ever had to play. I think they kind of said, this, we're going to walk this. And the mindset was completely wrong. And the South African team, as you've already highlighted, set about working out how to play to stop what they'd just seen. Yeah, yeah. And succeeded. Yeah. So, so funnily enough, that brings in another dimension to knowing because the England team on that day, had, they were in the know and they were knowing, but it was a false narrative. Um, so you've got you to kind of check that your knowing is right. Yeah. And your mindset is in the right direction. You, everyone's got a mindset because uh, you can't stop yourself from having a mindset. But if the mindset is is off the pace or it's or it's pointed the wrong way, that's you've just invented a negative mindset and you're going to fail. And fail fast also. So we've been talking about mindset today quite length from a, a series of different perspectives. All we want you to think about as listening to today's podcast is are you intentional enough with your internal mindset on the inside out 
with nobody else involved. And if you're not, would it be a good thing to do something about that? We're also asking you to think about taking the time to practice your mindset. So as I was talking to Kurt today about the idea of stillness and imagination, will you take the time, even at your busiest time, to take time out and be still and think and imagine about what's coming next, what's coming up with the future? And this mental state of knowing, what would happen if you brought that into your business? So at crunch times, instead of being under pressure, you're deciding the pressure. There is a big, big difference. Thank you to Eric Sick, who had to leave us halfway through. Uh, Kevin, thank you for your time once again. And wherever you're listening to Consultivation, if you need any help from any of our team, please do have the freedom to reach out to us. We would be delighted to help you. And hopefully you're going to see how to get into touch with us imminently at the bottom of the screen or next time round or in the links at the end of this podcast. Kevin, thanks for your time, my friend. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.